You've tuned in to the Cat Show podcast, where we're making the world a better place for cats. Hosted by the cat mama herself, Melissa Newman. Hi everyone and welcome to a cat-tastic episode for today. We are going to talk again with Jenny from Cat Pads. Since this interview, Cat Pads has become a VIP patron. So before we get started, I wanted to give them some love and thank them so very much for their support. It makes what I'm doing and what I'm trying to achieve possible. This conversation is all about what to look for when planning a cat pad of your own. It's the first half of a conversation via video link that can be seen on my Facebook page. I will make sure there is a link to it for my podcast page on catmama.com. The second half of the interview has visual examples of what has been done to give you some great ideas, so definitely worth checking out. So without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, this morning we're going to be talking again with uh, Jenny from Cat Pads. Uh, Jenny's been with us before and we had such a great um, feedback on some of the stuff we were talking about and obviously uh, great cat pads is a real passion of mine as well, making sure that your cats are, are looked after and safe and entertained. So we've got Jenny back on again today. Before we get started though, I'm just going to uh, remind everybody that if you want to uh, help me spread my word. The best way to do it is to share content, give us some feedback, leave a comment as well because that helps with uh, all the matrixes and all that sort of thing. Um, and if you're in a, a financial position and want to help me out there, go and check out my Patreon page and become a patron. Okay, Penny, thank you again for uh, joining me today. Really appreciate your time. That's fine. Now, today we're going to be talking about some of the factors that uh, we need to take into consideration when talking, particularly with you, talking to clients about where exactly to build a cat enclosure. Because one of the things that I find a lot of people struggle with is, well, where exactly is the best spot for me to build an enclosure? So what are some of the the considerations that people need to take into uh, account? Well, look, uh, first and foremost is the safety of your cat. So if you're going to have your cat outside, you need to feel really confident that it is safe and secure. Yes. So um, that, that for us is the number one uh, priority when we build an enclosure for people. So um, look, um, when looking around the house, and you can see behind me we've got somebody who's done one just to the side of the house and included their patio area. But really you're looking at an area that um, has some stimulus for the cat. Um, I try and um, help clients not choose an area that might be just a dark tunnel, a cement tunnel with high walls each side because you've really got to think about would you want to be out here? What are you going to do? What's your stimulus? What's going to be something that you're really going to enjoy? And for cat, for cats, it's uh, looking around, being able to see the, the trees, um, hear the birds. It's all that sensory stuff. So yep. inside is, is great and always, you know, keep your cat inside um, unless you can build a, a cat enclosure or a contained area. Um, so sun, especially the beautiful day that we've got in Adelaide today, winter mm-hmm. sun is yep. fantastic. Um, so they're going to get outside and they're going to feel the breeze in their whiskers. 
they're going to hear so much more. So it's all that sensory stuff that will keep your cat stimulated and happy outside. And there are some cats, I suppose, that require that more than others as well, isn't there? Like some, particularly some breeds, really need to have that additional stimulation. You do. And um, having, a, even if it's not a breed cat, but if you do have a breed cat, choose a breed that's suitable also for your lifestyle is what yes. I would say. Absolutely, um, yeah. Because if you if you want a companion cat on your on your lap, it mightn't be some of the more active breeds that you would choose, and, and yep. they need a lot of stimulation, a lot of uh, owner to cat attention. Yeah. Um, look, but given that there are the personalities of cats, so you know from yeah. old and outgoing to skittish and all of those sorts of personalities. So choose something that. Uh, you know that it, it would suit your cat. Um, for, for some, they're going to be happy lying on a cushion out in your chair and just sleeping um, uh, and enjoying the sun and the outdoors. For others, they are probably going to need ramps and ledges and tunnels and all sorts of different things to stimulate yeah. them and keep them active. As yeah. I've seen your, your cats in your enclosures um, uh, <laughs> with your Abyssinians in particular, which yes. are a very active breed of cats. Very active, intelligent, yeah. Very active. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Now, I suppose, I mean, we've just talked about the sun, but I suppose um, cats actually like to go outside. It doesn't really matter what the weather is, so that's going to be something else that you would really have to consider as well, wouldn't it? Weather protection and... Oh, absolutely. Um, look, when we build an enclosure, um, you'll see behind me just one with the netting, and that is the most um, common way of uh, building and probably the most economical uh, way of building a cat enclosure. Yeah. But um, look, um, you can see the eaves here. Um, uh, but if your cat has an entry point that they can come and go from the house, if the weather does turn, Yep. and it gets rainy and whatever, they're going to come inside. They're going to come in through the yep. pet door. So another one of the, I think there's a couple of things that cats really like, and this is the bottom line. Let me choose to come in and out, mm -hmm. so have the cat enclosure so it's adjacent in some way or got a connection in some way to your house and a cat flap, yep. and let me get up high because yeah. they're three-dimensional and uh, want to get up high. And that's for a number of different reasons, but probably within a, an enclosure when where they are safe, that is for viewing, for looking over the front, to see the, the streetscape, all that sort of thing. Um, for other reasons, for getting up high just in, in a um, normal sort of situation, it's about danger, it's about keeping out of reach, um, from children, if, if there's children playing and they don't want to be bothered, getting up high is another reason why cats just uh, need to have that choice to be able to use um, ledges. And if you look on our website and go on the gallery, there's a, a section on ledges and you'll see the most amazing pictures of cats looking really happy on their ledges. Yeah, they really do like to, um, to be nosy neighbours, don't they? <laughs> They do, and um, we're at, uh, last year when we were at the Royal Show, we had a picture of um, uh, some of the cats uh, that we built a heap of ledges along their fence for. And a little girl came in and she said, "Oh my goodness, 
they're my neighbour's cats. And <laughs> she lived in the yard where the cats were all sticky-beaking over the fence at the chooks. Yep. So the chooks were like their Netflix for the day, right? Yep. They're, they're like, the you know, binging on net, Netflix like we've all been doing <laughs> during coronavirus. And... Um, and she was so excited, but the cats do like to get up and be nosy and have a yep. look. And um, we're building one shortly where there'll be a skywalk for the cat um, to look over the fence at a chook yard that she normally visits uh, to collect, you know, catch mice because yep. of the feed and whatever. Um, so we've built, we will be building a, a skywalk so this cat can particularly have the vision of the chook yard. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So, so although you're protecting them by not allowing them to go there anymore, they've still got the stimulation of being able to see what's going on. Absolutely. It's a really critical thing, I think, the stimulation. Well, first of all, safety, but to, to choose an area where um, they can see something, even if yep. it's your children playing in the backyard. And quite often we've done the side of the house and then we've done a little tuck-around observation post on the back wall of the house. So... The, uh, the cats can get up in that little observation post yep. and see a completely different um, landscape. Yep, no, that makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of interesting, cats don't, like, for an enrichment side of things, they often don't need massive changes or lots of stimulation. It's just little things. I know yes. I quite often talk about old cats and how sometimes just getting a crinkly piece of paper and putting it on the ground for them to sniff and smell and experience and sit on, mm. sometimes that's enough just for an old cat to yeah. be entertained for the afternoon. Absolutely. And um, I, they also, for, for, um, for us too, looking at building, particularly within people's budgets, and sometimes yes. it's hard to find that extra cash to do this, mm. um, they don't need your whole yard. Yes. Um, they, they can have a smaller area and be quite happy, but I think as long as they can see what's happening, have, have a couple of things to, that they can climb up on or curl up in a nice cushion somewhere um, around, you know, a table. Or I always say it's, it's great to basically go outside and have table and chair there and have a cup of tea with your yep. cats. Yeah, um, that's exactly right. That social sort of time that you spend in a slightly different environment with them. Yeah, absolutely. So when um, you talk about sort of reducing costs and budgets and all that sort of thing, you tend to utilise a lot of the existing framework of people's homes as well, don't you, to help reduce those yeah, costs? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, on this one behind um, me that you see, we've attached to to the fence. Um, and um, in this case, it was actually a, one of her her um, slatted wooden uh, feature walls, but mm -hmm. quite often it's the fence capping. Uh, yeah. And we use small tech screws and we just screw into the, into the fence capping on your side. So yeah. nothing shows through on your neighbour's side. Yeah. And then we attach to your fascia board, yeah. uh, usually, which is the board just below your gutter. Yeah. Um, uh, that's for side of the house or in, in, this, in this one here, I think we've gone up from the fence um, up to the uh, um, rafter or barge board of this pergola. And mm -hmm. we may have even gone over the top by the look of the, um, the shadows yep. there. Um, yep. So we've used the structure 
of the house. Um, and the, the catnip tends to be a little bit more see-through too, doesn't it? Like it, you don't notice it as much. It's very low vis. Yeah. Very, and and this is why it's it's so popular. I know, and I may have mentioned this before, but when we built our uh, first cat enclosure at our house, we chose an area which is just off from big double big glass doors, four of them. Uh, there's a palm garden, wooden deck, barley hut, and whatever. And Peter just said, I don't want to see it. Yeah. And you don't see it. Um, yeah. it's, but for other people that want extra security or they've got a lot of vines growing, we yep. do use a 50-millimetre uh, um, steel mesh. Yep. And that can be powder-coated. Um, usually black is a colour that's low-vis. Mm -hmm. So we'll use, we can use, um, you know, different materials to suit different landscapes yep. of houses. And, and we do have to consider along, along fence lines that it's yep. clear of um, um, the creepers and vines. And they might even be your neighbour's creepers and vines because yep. if the cat, uh, if, if that gets into the cat netting, it will distort it a bit. I mean, I've got it all growing through mine at home, so mm -hmm. I don't. I don't usually practice what I preach and it's fine, but it does sort of, um, disfig you know, just sort of change it a little bit and it's harder to prune. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, you've got to kind of think a little bit about the maintenance side of things there when you've got those sorts of things. And I suppose too, you've got to make sure that the plants that are coming through are ones that are not going to be uh, toxic for cats as well. Yeah. And there's quite a bit on the website about uh, toxic plants for cats. If I see yep. some obvious ones, we might mention it, but yep. um, it's it's really um, for the owner to uh, just make sure that the area that they do choose is a safe area, and yep. and the plant the plants in that area is is something to consider. So I suppose it always goes back to that number one priority, which is um, guaranteeing the safety of your cat mm -hmm. more than anything else, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we spoke last time about some behavioural issues that um, having outdoor areas can, um, can change. Yeah, it can yeah. assist in. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, because we, we've got a number of different outdoor areas and we sort of swap and change cats into different areas depending on what day of the week it is and who's feeling like what. But um, some of the, I suppose, the main ones are things like destructive um behaviour of, you know, ripping up furniture and they, they just get bored like little kids, don't they? Well, yes, they, they can get bored, but there's also can be some changes within the family situation. Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of young people perhaps starting families and the cats um, uh, have displayed some behaviours like urinating inside um, and all of um, being destructive, as you said. Yep. Um, all of that sort of thing is about uh, showing that there's a certain stress level within yep. the cats and the owners get stressed because the baby's crawling and they don't want the floors not to be clean and all, all of that sort of thing. Yep. So yep. Um, we've uh, had a young cat called Toby, absolutely beautiful cat. He's on, he's on our website on a ledge. Um, but his owner was so relieved when the, we built the side of the house cat enclosure because Toby was going nuts inside. She was working. She had an older dog called Grace, and Grace goes up and down our street when she visits her mother. So mm -hmm. my dog knows Grace, and we know Grace. She's a beautiful dog. 
And um, Toby wanted to be outside with Grace. And um, so Toby was um, being quite naughty and destroying a lot of things during the day. Mm -hmm. And he'd come home and go, oh, my God, what's Toby done? And uh, now Toby's can come and go outside, got the ledges. Grace um, shares the enclosure at times with, with uh, Toby, the mm -hmm. best mates. Um, and all those behaviours have absolutely yeah. modified. Um, I, was, I was actually out the other day and I was talking with a tradesperson and they said that, because uh, obviously cats came up because I talk about cats with everybody, and um, it's the second time I've actually seen this happen where you've actually got um, an older, um, older people who were, have become a couple and one had dogs and one has had cats. And what they've actually done is create a space for the cats that is near the dogs but safe from the dogs. Yeah. And, uh, and that seems to be, like, like I said, you know, it's twice I've come across it where bringing two families together has included how are we going to in make our, uh, our animals interact and become family. Yeah, we, we do. Obviously, the, like our family, we have, and yours, um, uh, although your dog's just moved from the chair. I'll oh, yeah, she's, she's still around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's usually on the, on the couch next to me. Um, so it's dogs um, that we might consider what material we use. Yep. So uh, particularly if the dog, dogs get excited and the cats are behind a gate and the dogs are on the other side, yep. um, we use a poor barrier material or mm -hmm. we use on the gate only the steel mesh. Um, so when the dogs are sort of perhaps scratching, yep. they're not going to um, break the mesh, break, uh, break the netting. Yeah, uh, or just distort the netting. It's not going to break. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing is cats in zones from other cats. A cat's been a singular type of uh, personality. Yep. Uh, often the blended family of cats doesn't doesn't really work. Um, it can be tough to break those um, individual patterns when they have been own cat one one owner cats. <laughs> It's awful for people. Um, yep. They've had to divide their houses inside into half. Yep. You know, and yeah. uh, it's really affected their living. Yep. So um, cat zones is uh, another one uh, that we uh, uh, do. We, we talk about. That's why we yep. like to get on site and, yeah. and we are back on site, everybody, uh, doing quotes. We were doing Yay. something like <laughs> during the coronavirus, which... People were, hello. Oh, this is, yes, Yoda's just joined me. She's my cuddle cat. She had, she doesn't take no for an answer. If oh. she wants a hug, she comes and gets oh, one. Oh, so <laughs> Say hi, Yoda. Hello. So she's a sweetheart. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, she's my cuddle cat. If she wants a hug, there's no saying no to her. She's going to push her way in. Um, yeah. I know what you mean, though, with zones. We have, um, like, our Abyssinians... Um, because they're incredibly high level of energy versus our domestics, which are actually quite chilled and relaxed. Um, in particular, there's one of our, um, our older girls who she's actually very quiet, very reserved, very relaxed, except that the Abyssinians realise that she doesn't like, like them very much and um, they give her hell. So, We've, particularly at the moment, we were fostering some cats, which has created a little bit of a problem with the Abyssinians. It's put them out of whack. We have actually had to divide the house a little bit at the moment just so that um, one of our Abyssinians in particular doesn't pick on her. Yeah. 
yeah. um, because she's such a quiet, reserved thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. We, we just built Don't one on Friday for um, uh, one of our clients. We built a previous enclosure for her cats, and she took in and and homed um, one of the street cats, basically. Um, and the other cats didn't like this cat. So she gave this cat the enclosure that we built and then we built another enclosure for, for the rest of her cats yes. um, the other day. So there are two zones for them. We did one recently up in the hills where um, we did a beautiful garden enclosure, but then we did a small veranda one for one of the cats um, who just wanted a bit of peace and quiet from the other cats, mm -hmm. just a yep. bit of respite. Yep. And to be uh, in an enclosure with everybody, um, it was um, getting a bit much for this cat. Yeah. So, um, so. And that's, that's the thing, I suppose, cats are very much like people. Like, you know, some, some cats do need to have a bit of their own space mm -hmm. and other cats are quite happy to be socially together with everybody. Yeah, exactly. So um, it, it comes down to the personality of the cats as to whether what's going to be best for them. Um, particularly when you've got old cats and young cats and different energy levels and all that sort of thing. And the more cats you get, obviously, the more complicated it becomes. <laughs> it does. So I, I remember one of our staff asking Dr. Harry at Animal Expo, we were always right next door to him, yep. went over and just asked, um, uh, you know, I'm thinking of getting another cat. I've got an old cat. He's on his own a lot during the day and whatever. And he just said, don't. Yep. They don't, don't you don't you don't they need do to it. do that. Yeah, don't need to do that. It's always stuck in my head uh, that no, it doesn't always work out. Um, no, that's exactly right. And um, and sometimes too, I know when people sort of think that way that oh, my cat's getting old. I'd like to get them a companion. Mm -hmm. um, going the kitten route is not necessarily the best way either. <laughs> because uh, they can be, again, too high energy level. Um, sometimes older cats together can sort of get along a little bit better because they tend to just ignore each other a little bit and not bother well, often into it. a situation at home, we sadly lost um, a, a well-known cat around Adelaide, uh, yeah. Russian Blue Ivan. Uh, he was 15 and a half, absolute darling. The he was a beautiful boy. boy. He, was, he was indeed, but he... Um, he had this calming influence over the other two Russians, which were his children, aged yep. 10 and 9. And then we have the rat bag Burmese at two and a half, right? Yep. And I always remember when I was going to get the Burmese, the Russian blue breeders at the cat show said, don't do it, Jenny, don't do it. <laughs> um, but Paddy's gorgeous um, and the Russians are very tolerant with him. But when Ivan, who's been gone about three weeks now, um, was no longer part of that um, community, that family, the four of them. It sort of changed their behaviours. Yes. And it's been very interesting. Who wants to be boss cocky? Well, who, yep. gets, who wants to be boss cocky? The Burmese. <laughs> to be Patty. Right? And Patty is, is big and thick and heavy and yep. um, the Russians, uh, Max and Zena, are just uh, incredibly tolerant towards mm -hmm. him. I'm just saying you actually can't be the boss. Um, yeah. Uh, Patty, uh, Zena's the next oldest. She's yep. um, so, um, yeah, I, I get our dog then to go and play with Patty just to, 
you know, rushing up a bit. <laughs> so, uh, we have the same problem here. We've got old Kevin who's 15 and he's, when they get to that age, they really do start to get frail. Yeah. And um, and Bruce, who's the sort of next male down, he's decided that uh, he'll start to try and move into Kevin's domain already. So quite often at the moment, I'll have one sitting on one side, one sitting on the other, and we've kind of got this bit of a, a yeah. tug of war. And then yeah. with uh, fostering uh, this uh, pedigree at the moment, that's kind of upset uh, everybody as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always so juggling. In, even in your own home. Look, the yeah. other thing I did want to um, talk about is often people, and, and the house behind me is a lovely designed place. Obviously, there's been, um, you know, particular design work done with the, with the pergolas and with the uh, feature wall and whatever. Um, we don't ever want to take away from that design of the house. Um, yes. it's, it's got to complement the house. I'm not yep. going to build something clunky that looks awful. Yes. That the netting is weak, is crooked and doesn't line up. Um, these are the things that um, we really. Um, well, Peter is a builder by trade. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he has an understanding of the design and perhaps what might best suit that house and where it, where it is um, and what doesn't. Um, as you said before, it's low vis. It's low vis. Yep. You really don't want to see it, and you don't want to be in a lovely house coming out into this this sunny area behind me and sitting out having a cup of tea and then feeling as if you're in a cat cage. Yeah. And yep. no, oh, exactly. cats behind you. Oh yes, that's Chelsea there. See what I mean? There's, there's cats everywhere in this house. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what she thinks is, she's about to do though. Mine yeah, are okay. asleep on my bed. <laughs> oh, oh um, we've got the domestics in here today, and they've all decided that it's their opportunity to uh, get on camera. I think <laughs> she wants to get up high, so I'm yeah. sure she'll work it out in a minute, or either that, or things are going to crash everywhere. Yeah, yeah well, be. it'll be live. Um, <laughs> That's it. Yeah, so um, very, I just want to say we certainly do uh, want the uh, what we build be sympathetic to the house and how. Mm and where it is and, and that, make, that makes a lot of sense because i mean the last thing you want is um it, it does need to become part of the environment not the feature of the environment yeah it needs exactly. to blend in a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. so um, that, that's pretty important um obviously we when we're on site uh in considering where it might be i mean this is a a discussion that happens on site. Yeah. And one of the other factors is thoroughfares, all right? So can I get my wheelbarrow through the gate? Um, I've got to get in here or the gas um, has got to be or the meter, electricity meter has to be read. Kids have their bikes here. They need yep. a flat service to, you know, all of those sorts of things. Um, and if it's not uh, their own kids, it might be grandkids coming yep. around the house. All those sort of things need to be taken into consideration as to zones and thoroughfares, access and egress. Yep. Also, um, if we build on a balcony, um, uh, we consider uh, uh, egress in if there's a fire in the unit and you need to get out through the balcony, yep. you, we often put a zipper in the, in yes. the balcony pitting um, yep. just so our health and safety Yep. Um, there is a, a point where you can get out. I mean, it's easily cut by scissors. 
but you don't always have a pair of scissors in your hand if you're especially in a, an emergency yeah yeah caught on fire or something like that mm. yeah um, exit some way so yeah. uh, there's a whole lot of uh, things um but I think that's probably the main ones. I think we're probably um, just having a look at a couple of notes of mine. But I think um, that's probably what we've what we covered is probably some of the main points. Lots of fantastic information from Jenny at Cat Pads again today. The thing I really love about Cat Pads and Jenny is their genuine enthusiasm for cat enclosures and enrichment. Even if you're not able to have them installed in your area. They are always happy to give advice and help in any way that they can. A fantastic family business and really, really great people. Feel free to send me an email at meow at melissanewman.com.au if you have any comments or feedback. Next time on the podcast, we will be talking to Angel, who is an animal communicator. This one is not to be missed. And Jill did a communication with my amazing Abyssinian Derek Bennett. So you will get to hear some snippets of that in this interview as well. Until then, keep safe and well and keep making the world a better place for all cats.